Welcome to the Nightly Rant. I'm Mike. And I'm Toria. This is the show where we talk about the awful things that have happened in our day, the awesome things that have happened in our day, and all the things in between. Thanks for listening, and we truly hope you enjoy. You know, do I? It's weird <laughs> that I just had a moment on my Facebook political group where two people who I pretty much don't really agree with most of the things that they say. We have like little tiny spots where we cross over. Yeah. But we came to the realization that we're all there for the same reason to be forced to do our own research, held accountable for the things that we think and believe, and understand that even though we don't agree with someone else, they're still entitled to think the way they think, and it's nice to understand why they think that way. Hmm. Then, it gets followed up with this BS. <coughs> Did you see this article about Bank of America? Did you see this article? No. Oh my gosh. The title of the article from the Miami... Harold, he's been studying in the U.S. legally for seven years. Bank of America froze his account anyway. What the fuck is wrong with them? Well, also that headline's actually not misleading for once. Here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna we're gonna talk a little bit about that headline. Then I'm gonna read you a paragraph or two, and then we'll discuss what we read. Deal. Because this. No, this is ridiculous right here. This. That headline is alarming by itself. Yes. With no other information provided. Right? But see, that's the problem, though, is that with clickbait the way it is, you've got to you go to read, the, read article. the article. Yeah. And they're not stupid. They put the clickbait title at the top and then right away the share buttons. So they make it easy. You don't even have to read the article. It's kind of weird. But <laughs> it says, Saeed... Moshkvga woke up early this month to discover the strangest thing. Though he had plenty of money in the bank of in his Bank of America account, he couldn't access it. An Iranian getting his PhD in physics at the University of Miami, Moshvgi used the account for everyday transactions. All he had to do to maintain this account was show proof of legal residency every six months. Seems legit. Okay. So, that makes sense. I mean, I understand why Especially they want... he's just on a visa, so... Well, yeah, because if your visa gets revoked, well, then right. at some point they're going to put financial pressure on you and make you leave. Mm -hmm. Okay? I think that's normal. So then he says, I think it's onerous, but I'd been doing it, um, says Moshvagi, who li has lived in the U.S. for the past seven years. He recently married an American. That Thursday, Moshvigi went to his local branch near South Miami, and he was told that the documentation he had provided could not be accepted. Bank officials insisted he produce a different form, according to Moshvigi. The bank was wrong, he maintains, because the form he had supplied was the correct one based on his current status as a student nearing graduation. And he says... <clears throat> That bank doesn't know how the immigration system works, so they didn't accept my documents, said Moshvigi, 36. So what do you think about that? Well, 
first off, I didn't realize the bank got to decide whether or not somebody was here legally or not, and just got to decide to arbitrarily no longer accept a form proving that they're here legally. Well, that's the thing to me. Like, why does he need to produce a different form of that same document saying he's allowed to be here? Why? Why why get a different... Why have a different one? Who gives a crap? If he's got any, there could be nine different types and he qualified for six. Right. Do we care to see all six? No. He only needs one of those six to be allowed here. Right. So that's that's really stupid. So then it says, (laughs) locked out of his account, Moshvigi couldn't pay his rent, which was due that week. Credit card payments were suddenly rejected. What the hell? Wow. Can you imagine? Like, your finances are just... You go from you having money to no money overnight. Yeah. Yep. His case isn't unique. In recent months, Bank of America has been accused of freezing or threatening to freeze customers' accounts after asking about their legal status in the U.S. In July, the Kansas City Star reported on a couple who had been locked out of their accounts after Bank of America questioned whether the account holders were U.S. citizens or dual citizens. Now, now here... <laughs> Sorry, I didn't really want to get political, but this is getting kind of political. Why does it matter if they're dual citizens? You're still a U.S. citizen if you have dual citizenship. But here's here's my thing, okay? You know that I'm not in favor of what the bank is doing. Obviously. The bank is But I'm also not shit. in favor of what I'm sure is going to come towards the end of this article, which is... The government needs to step in and pass some regulations to stop this. Hell no, the government doesn't need to do any of that shit. What the government needs to do is step back and let the people say, you know what, Bank of America? We're taking our money and we're going elsewhere because they're gonna you have to suck. How do they get their money back out of the bank? These particular people can't. But what has to happen now is instead of screaming that the government needs to have regulations, they need to just pull their money out of there. If everybody pulled their money out of there and said, I'm doing it because of what you did to those people... Right. But the government does need to specifically help those people since it's an immigration case. Yes, because that's yes. their rights okay. that were violated. Right. Then it says... So they don't need to regulate the bank. No. Then it says, according to the Star, Kansas-born Josh Collins received an unusual-looking letter purportedly from the bank asking about his citizenship status. He said he thought the mailer was spam and ignored it, only to have his account frozen a few weeks later. After Collins' stories reported, he and his wife received messages from others who had been locked out of their accounts for weeks, the Star reported. Tennessee native David Lewis says he received the same suspicious-looking letter as Collins. In an interview with the Miami Herald, Lewis said he has maintained an account with Bank of America for about 30 years. Not anymore, is my guess. In the letter, the bank inquired about his citizenship, income, and social security number. When he called Bank of America, he was told his account would be frozen if he did not fill out the forms. That phone conversation led him to cancel his account. He said, one would think a national bank would be careful about looking stupid after Wells Fargo, he said, referring to Wells Fargo having been accused of creating millions of unauthorized accounts. Now... Why is the bank acting like such a strong arm? I don't feel like your citizenship is any of the bank's business. Really? Well, see, here's the thing. 
there's an office in our government, you know, they got millions of offices that don't necessarily need to be there, but hey, there's this office, and it's the office of the comptroller of the currency. Okay. Okay. That's the federal agency that supervises branch banking. Okay. Okay. Doke. And there's a spokesperson, Stephanie Collins. She says proof of citizenship is not required to open a bank account in the United States. Banks are merely required to identify and report suspicious transactions and maintain and update customer information. Banks have not received any new instructions to collect more information about customers. So this didn't come from the government telling them to do it either. So who's the piece of shit who mandated this at Bank of America? That's the real question. And then she says, in response to an inquiries to inquiries from the Miami Herald, Bank of America's spokesperson Carla Molina said she could not comment on a speci- on specific cases, but she said there had been no change in how Bank of America collects information from customers, including citizenship, in at least a decade. The bank attempts to contact customers before the change of status of their bank account. She said that's something new. Um. Paulina Gonzalez, executive director of the California Reinvestment Coalition, told the Herald she disagrees. We work with consumer groups and financial counselors in immigrant communities across California and the country. She said in an email, this is new. We have Bank of America customers who have spoken to, we've spoken to, who have never been asked this before this year. If they have this asked of them before they can show us proof. In recent months, her group has received several complaints about being asked for proof of citizenship. Almost all have come from Bank of America's customers, she said. An article in the American Banker magazine also highlighted Bank of America as the one institution specifically facing backlash for its policies. Bank of America's going to get bitch slapped. Yeah, it sure seems that way. I mean, I'm kind of flowing ahead here to see if there's... It would be what it would be okay. Unfortunately, because of the state of people in this country, if they were targeting like a specific, I don't know, type of name, they would get less business from half the country and more business from the other half of the country. Because you know, people are assholes. But they're targeting legitimate citizens. Well, yeah, and then you got you got this situation where. The Moshvigi guy, uh-huh. he had a conversation with multiple Bank of America officials, and then he was able to convince them to let him withdraw all his funds. However, they would not let him keep his account. And if his rent payment bounced and he got evicted, I would be suing them. Yeah, well, I'd sue them anyway, quite frankly. Why I not? think all of those people should. Yeah. If they're not supposed to be asking for your citizenship and they've arbitrarily decided to ask for your citizenship information, I feel like there's some kind of legal violation there. Well. Because they're mean, essentially stealing from you. This leads me to the discussion about letting the free market handle it or forcing the government to create regulations to handle it. When you create regulations, all they start doing is they start adding other industries and adding other industries and adding other industries until they control the outcome of everything. Instead, let the people have the power. Are you you a Bank of America customer? Yes. Do you like what they're doing? No. 
did you know that Chase Bank or Union Bank or U.S. Bank, whatever, doesn't matter, anybody but Wells Fargo, unfortunately, <laughs> it doesn't matter which one you choose, but if you go there, they're not going to ask you for this stupid shit? Did you know that? Well, it's, it wouldn't, what should really happen is the management of one of the other major banks needs to come out and be like, you have our promise that we will never ask this information mm-hmm. from you. It's not our policy to ask this information. Well, how do you think, how do you think, okay, Sprint in the cell phone industry, they were huge, huge. They had, you know, the Bell Company, which was one of the big, huge phone companies, the Bell Company bought out um, the cell carrier here. Okay. And then, and they started with a V, but they weren't Verizon, but they started with a V, Um, bought them out. Then the the they were Pacific Bell. Then AT and T came and bought them out. Okay. Okay. So they became AT and T. Right. Well, when there was all those problems with uh, AT and T getting in trouble for data, like Sprint went way down when that all happened. Okay, they lost a lot of customers because they couldn't price things the way AT&T could because AT&T had this massive long-distance provider service. And guess what? Back then, long-distance calls cost money on a cell phone. So AT&T was able to give that to you for free. It wasn't long-distance anybody out of your area code? Yes, but they were able to give that to you for free because they owned the backbone. I would be long-distance to you? Yeah. And we would pay. But we're in the same account, and they waive that. They always have, like, your top five or whatever. Yeah, I, I get it. In there. I just, but in any, event, in any event, the point here is, the point here is that there's, there's, like, this thing about you get in trouble, and then the little guy, if he's smart, picks things up. And what Sprint did was go, we don't throttle data, ever. You can independently audit us anytime you'd like. We don't throttle data, ever. We make all of our hardware logs available to our customers so that they can see that we don't throttle their data, ever. People went in droves over there. And then T-Mobile did the same thing. Yeah. But then they fought with Sprint on, like, Sprint had the family plan, so T-Mobile came out with the family plan. Right. And so those two fought, and that's how we got to where we are today, where you have Verizon and AT&T that are these massive cell phone companies, and you have these other two that, frankly, I know more people who have Sprint or T-Mobile than other of the two supposed massive ones. I think AT&T is dying right now. I think they fucked with people too much. Yeah. And that's my point. Let the free market decide what happens. There's no need to regulate people out of business. Let the market decide. There's a cell phone company in Canada called Wind Mobile. Okay. And they they have these things called wind zones. That's and as, cute. As long as you're within a wind zone, your cell phone bill is ten dollars a month, unlimited everything. Wow, I would have said as international long as it's windy. calling, long distance wind zones calling, are windy. data, text messages, all that good stuff. You like my joke? But the yes, but the wind zones were like only major cities. 
Mm-hmm. So it'd be perfect for people who live somewhere like here, if they did a wind zone here, because you know damn well our area would be a wind zone. Yeah, because it'd be windy, all right. <laughs> the look she gave me. She knows that was a funny joke, guys. But see, here's the thing. Here's the weird thing about Toria. She doesn't like when I say something super funny. That she doesn't wasn't even like a to give credit for it. Oh, by the way, by the way, coming up, there's going to be a special bonus episode that then you can pay for if you like it. It's going to be the dad joke special. When are you doing this? I haven't decided yet. Probably sometime this weekend. Can I make a guest appearance and tell my favorite joke in the world? Because I know it's a dad joke. Sure. Okay. We'll leave it at that. (laughs) Just let you know I know what joke you're talking about. (laughs) But anyway, back to the topic at hand. (laughs) Can you even imagine, like... Can you even imagine any of those circumstances? The the bank person, the other the other situation, like that's just crazy. I imagine to myself the last time I was really really mad at a company, and it was my phone when mm-hmm. when that stupid Apple yeah. place lost my freaking mm-hmm. phone. Mm-hmm. I remember. And then I think to myself that would this this bank situation would be like a hundred thousand times worse, and I actually think I would burst a vein. Well, yeah, because of course it's a hundred thousand times worse. Your whole all your financial resources are on hold. You you can't pay your car payment, your gas, electric, right? Your phone, your Cubs bill, your rent, nothing. They all get turned off. Right. Then what? Right. Then try to run your run a business with. No phones, Anything. internet, nothing. House. Because, you know, rent. Yeah, like that would not be good. So if he had a kind landlord or a reasonable landlord, my guess is he got some courtesy. Yeah, because he could prove that his account was frozen. Yes. He had a letter. And that it was unreasonable and crazy. Yeah. So hopefully this guy but Did got- you catch the part that he married an American? So like they haven't gotten around yet to filing the paperwork. But like right. I'm not sure why they didn't scream and yell, hey, he's married to an American. Knock this off. What would be even worse if the account had been in both of their names and they still froze? Oh my him. gosh, yes. Can you imagine? That'd just be awful. So anyway. I think that we have to be careful of these types of things happening. Yeah. In this country going forward. And we have to react as free market society would react and take care of it and not scream and yell for the government to come do something. About so essentially your message is fuck Bank of America, pick a different one. Exactly. Leave Bank of America and go somewhere else. And I'm not talking about a boycott, guys. I'm talking about no more Bank of America. Just gone. See ya. Like, they're treating their customers like absolute shit. Use your brain and decide that that's not okay and vacate. Or if you think it's okay, then don't vacate. if you think it's okay, don't vacate. Yeah. You know, do do what you think is right. If it were me, I would leave. Just would. I'm glad we don't bank with Bank of America. But it's not me. It's you. So you decide what you want to do. So that's the message today. And I guess now that we've got that out. Yep. Good night, everyone. Hasta la bye-bye. Hi, everyone. This is Mike. 
and I truly hope you enjoyed the show. You're able to subscribe to this show on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher so as to never miss an episode. If, by chance, you did miss an episode here or there, you can catch up on all shows, past and present, by heading over to yogispodcastnetwork.com forward slash TNR show. Thanks for listening.